Hey, everybody, this is John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. Yes, it's time again for my mom, Bonnie Tatey, to know her is to love her. She's going to share her view of pop culture, small town life, and you know it, the riddles of human nature. On this episode, mom reviews the new chat slash game show, You Bet Your Life with Jay Leno. Let's bring mom in now. Hi, mom. Hi, Johnny. How are you? I'm good. Big week for me. Yes. Big week for all of us. <laughs> uh, longtime fans may recall that I used to write a football column called Block and Tackle at the AV Club. Well, that column is back. It's called Doinko-Rama now. And you can <laughs> go to oh, logical.net in your internet browser to read the first column and subscribe now it's not it's about the nfl but it's not just for diehard football fans no no yeah it's really as much for football fans as it is just for people who like tv and jokes Um, and punctuation (laughs) punctuation yes there's a particular critique of nbc's punctuation in the debut column and boy if that doesn't uh, make your mouth water i don't know what will yeah all, all, all that could be left was if Johnny was there to make the popcorn for you. <laughs> okay. So that's Ological.net. Subscribe to the newsletter. You'll get the Doinko-Rama in your mailbox every week. And thank you so much to all the people who um, signed up already. Uh, I got 100 subscribers in short order as soon as I announced it the other day, and there have been more coming in uh, since then. I was a little overwhelmed by that. I mean, it may not sound like much, but starting from zero, um, you people really showed up. So thank you. Um, Mom, what's going on in your neck of the woods? Um, well, first, I have a big shout out, a big shout out. A big shout out. Oh, wow. That sounds painful. Yeah. To Leah. Leah H. Mm-hmm. Okay, she sent me a package with a salad shaker, a big, big bottle of Duke's mayonnaise. And let me tell you, if you haven't had... (laughs) I see. (laughs) I see where this is going. (laughs) If you haven't had Duke's mayonnaise, you do not know what you're missing. Uh. So I was very excited. At just that. Uh-huh. But then she sent all the fixings to make your own ranch yeah, dressing. There you go. This is her husband's recipe. And let me tell you, <laughs> it does not disappoint. It oh, you made de- it. I made it. It's delicious. Ooh. Now, can you share the recipe or is it a secret? Well, I don't know. I don't okay. know if it's... So I can't share it because... Uh, we'll, we'll find out. Okay. If, well, if you'll it's... reach out to Leah H. and we'll find out if we can. This is I'd never okay. expected of all the running threads that we have pop up on the podcast. Uh, ranch dressing. I did not see coming. <laughs> no, I didn't either. But, you know, the thing is that Dukes is not available uh, everywhere. Yeah. And I had it about 10 years ago from somebody that sent it to me. Somebody in the South sent it to me, and it it really is the bomb, as they used to say. Yeah. It, it, it's delicious. Dad last night said to me, uh, can I try some of your... No. I said, no, I need it for the salad dressing. <laughs> so, 
There you go. If you have Dukes, you're lucky. Dukes. Okay. Hey, Mom, I got to take a quick break here for a sponsor read, okay? Uh, this episode of Pop Mom is brought to you by Hellman's, the quality mayonnaise that you <laughs> grew up with. Don't turn your back on Hellman's. Hellman's loves you. Okay, back to the show. Oh, that was unfortunate. Boy, I think I'm going to be getting a phone call from the Hellman's people. Do they still do they still call it best foods on the West Coast? I don't live on the West Coast. How would I know? Uh, this is, um, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to look that up. But, uh, you know, we had that big satellite dish when I was a kid. It was like the yeah. only the only way to watch TV other than like blurry ABC that we got <laughs> on our actual <laughs> antenna, right? This is true. We were so far out there. Um, so we had the satellite dish. And so you'd get, um, that was really... And that was kind of a magical time now that I think of it, because I could just dance around all the different satellites and I'd get yeah. broadcast feeds from all over the country. So it was like this behind the scenes look at how TV worked. Yeah. Um, something that uh, regular listeners may imagine did appeal to me as a youth. Um, <laughs> and you would get the West Coast feed of whatever show, you know, three hours later. Um, right. And they would have these ads for Hellman's mayonnaise that I would recognize, and they would have the same jingle and the same production and everything, except that everything was changed from Hellman's to Best Foods, and it felt like I had entered like a weird alternate universe. Yeah. They kept, yeah. they held on to that for a long time. I wonder if they, it would seem like in the age of the internet, that's not sustainable anymore, but I'm going to look up Hellman's. You know, that means that the jingle uh, goes, bring out the Best Foods. And bring out the best. <laughs> really? Isn't that dumb? <laughs> yeah, that does It's just so much stupider uh, uh, jingle with the best food's name, but yeah. <laughs> and it's not even a great jingle to start with. <laughs> Well, it's memorable. It sticks it stuck in memorable. my head at least. Yes. Okay. Yes. So thank you, Leah H., for the uh, ranch kit, which was a hit. And we will look into whether we can uh, at some point share that delicious ranch recipe Yes. with you. Uh, Mom, it's very basic and yummy. Okay. Good. Mom, we uh, let's get this over with because um, we do have to uh, yes. have a sad note at this moment and uh, recognize the passing of... One of the greatest greatest comedians of my lifetime, Norm Macdonald, uh, has died at 61 of uh, cancer, a, a cancer diagnosis that he did not share with us. Um, apparently, he's been dealing with it for the better part of a decade. You couldn't really tell. Um, no. But, Mom, your thoughts on Norm? Well, I have spent uh, a good many hours now uh, doing a deep dive on... Uh, on Norm, who I loved very much. And it. Uh, my conclusion is that he was a comedian's comedian. Mm -hmm. He was very respected. A lot of his stuff that I watched was more, more absurd than funny. And the way he had about himself, he could sell you that. Yeah. You would, you would stay hooked. Till the till the end, no matter what it was. Um, I read a lot of uh, articles 
And it seems that, you know, he was fired from a weekend update on Saturday Night Live um, because he wouldn't stop doing jokes about a certain <laughs> Shall I say that or yeah, no? Yeah, yeah. No, he shouldn't. He wouldn't stop doing jokes about O.J. Simpson, and so they just finally said, you know, you can't do it anymore. You just that's it. You're done. And uh, basically, yeah, that's a long story short version of it. But yes, yeah, yes. We, you know, I and uh, and then I watched clips of him with um, at the Bob Saget roast which i didn't understand oh, that's one of my favorites ever oh that is that routine at joke, the bob saget roast yes joke after joke that you're that i was left saying what are they laughing at until i read about it so oh really that, yes <laughs> well, so that's what did you I read say, i read that he he told bad joke after bad joke and stuck with it you know he oh didn't oh my god did he ever he, yeah and that he didn't just you know throw up his hands and and give it away he followed oh, yeah. it through to the to the bitter end and thus cracking up all the comedians and that's why i say he was a comedian's comedian he did what he wanted <laughs> he, you know he, he did but he like <clears throat> But he wanted to make you laugh. Like he yeah. really was interested in the craft of of comedy, and he was such a skilled practitioner of it that he could uh, get into, let's say, realms of discourse uh, that most comedians would not tread on. And he, so matter of factly, could talk about any. Not that he really was a hot button kind of guy, but sometimes no. he was an extremely hot button guy. But he would be so blunt and um, artfully thudding about it. I guess I would yes. say yes. Yes, um, I think that's perfect. Yeah, that it, it did. Uh, it did work. That um, Bob Saget bit is one of the great all time examples of anti comedy. Yes. Um, and the one I, I remember, he starts out um, near the beginning. He says something like, "Bob." Um, when you go to the restroom, you'll see a door marked gentleman. Not to worry. Proceed on in. There is no door marked scoundrels. <laughs> and the crowd is just like, what is like, what? Is this even a, yeah. is this something from yeah. like the 20s? What? Um, right. And it was just all like that at this, you know, and yes. this, you guys know the Comedy Central roasts, you know, everybody's sort of outdoing each other about how bombastic and and big and offensive they can be. And Norm just took it in the opposite direction. The funniest roast speech I've ever seen by virtue of the fact that it's the unfunniest roast speech I've ever seen. Exactly. And Bob Saget didn't stop laughing through the whole thing. Oh, yeah. He knew exactly what uh, Norm was laying down. Yeah. Yeah. So so that was I also saw uh, the uh, telling a moth joke on Conan. <laughs> that was very funny. It was very funny, too, which is it's sort of like a child's joke that he has uh, puff, puffed up into uh, a, a, a real joke, I'll say. And the the thing that it, that about him is that he smiles all the way through himself. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's not laughing per se, uh, but he's smiling the whole way through, which 
just gives me hope. Hey, there's going to be a, <laughs> yeah. a big pie in the face at the end, and there never is. But he has sold me all the way through that I'm smiling with him. Very, very, very uh, quirky uh, kind of humor. Um, one, uh, all of his appearances on Conan are gold, and you can find, I think, all of them on YouTube if you start uh, clicking around. Um, you can spend the whole day. You could, you could. Yes. There's a there's a I, lot of yeah. Norm on YouTube, and yeah. boy, it's all entertaining. You know, funnily enough, Mom, I've been spending weeks listening to Norm clips uh, at night before he died. Uh, you know, wow. I was sort of reconnecting with him in the last month. That's boy, I need to stop um, stoking my yeah. interest in comedians because I feel like every time this year I yep. fall into one of them, <laughs> then they end up dying of cancer. Um, yeah. But um, in in seriousness, all his appearances on Conan are gold. And one of them in particular, Andy Richter, Conan's sidekick, um, after Norm had unfurled one of his shaggy dog stories um, with, you know, a clunker of a punchline at the end. Yeah. Um, uh, Andy was shaking his head and he said, it's like um, someone tells you, hey, I got to show you something. And then I take you take you on a five mile hike and at the end there's a pile of dog shit <laughs> that's a great summation of one of those it normal really is. dog it show really jokes is. yeah yeah uh i have not been able to hear hitler's dog because i just i don't know where that is so um i don't I'll just leave it at that. Okay. I just. Okay. But uh, he is going to be missed. He is going to be missed. We love you, Norm. We miss you. Uh, what else can I say? Um, I don't know. Mom, I have. Uh, you remember we used to do an advice segment on the show, and maybe we'll bring mm. that back because we have an advice question for you. Do you want to do that first, or do you want to talk about the Intertown Record first? Well, let me just tell you about the Intertown okay. Record. This quickly. is Mom's uh, very local newspaper uh, in New Hampshire, which she stopped receiving uh, sometime last year because they were putting, uh, basically, they were putting political invective in the mouth of a dog. Of the paper's dog mascot is that do i recall that correctly yes now? that is correctly so this week i picked it up on a whim uh, uh -huh. just on a whim and so the uh the editor the the owner says uh this is in the paper this is in the paper okay. this is yeah. her she says perhaps i should have made space and time for this column before now because i'm not sure what to do that's not really a sentence because I'm not sure what to do is uh, that's not a sentence. Is it? Well, let's say no. Um, no, but I find it acceptable as prose. The livelihood of people other than just my household is at stake. Freedom of speech is dead. Everything I fight for. Blah, 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 blah. So what's happened? Everything she is, fights for at the Intertown Record? Yeah. Now, this is yeah. the same newspaper whose front page uh, includes pictures of middle schoolers talking about their favorite Halloween candy, right? Yes. Okay. Exactly. So this is the Intertown Record fighting the good fight for free speech. Pro proceed. I'm sorry, but our fight to protect freedom of speech in Proby's spot, that's the dog, is ending. <laughs> 
Oh my god! This is still about the dog. Well, oh. that's that's where they put their their invective, yeah. if you will. <laughs> I will put out a newspaper, but political probie comments are coming to an end. Perhaps I'll end the column. It was a good run, but someone threatened to go to our advertisers, and it sounds like it already started. Well, I threatened that when I quit the newspaper. Maybe she's talking about you. Well, she would wait all these months to say that. So I feel like everything I do is for nothing. The haters will be happy now. They have stomped out freedom of speech in another corner of the world. So I sent her a little note, a little. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I said, freedom of speech is not dead. If you choose to put your pocketbook in front of your free speech, doesn't that make you a hypocrite? And she responded, thank you for your letter. Well, it sounds like you came to a nice meeting of the minds. (laughs) I mean, uh, let's face it. I I got a letter today from the Concord Monitor begging me to subscribe. Yeah, boy, the newspapers are tough. Are you going to renew your subscription to the Intertown Record now that uh, the Proby column is gone? (laughs) No, No, I feel like my suggestion of, you know, I'm not the only one that decided that it would be good to boycott her advertisers. Yeah, you know, newspapers are so tough because I want to support a local newspaper, and I think it's a good um, institution to have in principle— we subscribe to the Chicago Tribune. I think I've mentioned before on the podcast, I don't find it the most impressive paper, um, but it has its merits, except that now it's been gutted even more. It was just taken over by some other private equity corporation, oh. and they've gotten rid of all these longtime reporters and columnists, and there's practically nobody left. At one point, Jeez. am I supporting a, a thriving local press? And at what point am I supporting rapacious capitalists who just want to gut this press yeah. for, for profit? Like, <clears throat> I'm, I'm not sure what the right thing to do is uh, as a newspaper, as a news consumer, let's say. Um, we still have our subscription, but I just, I don't know, because I like to do the jumble. <laughs> Well, that's it. That's the only part I miss is is the jumble. And that's the only reason I would subscribe. I think I think the fact is that we get our news in a different way now. And those of us that love the crinkle of a newspaper or, you know, uh, my mother who used to wrap the garbage in it. Uh, I just think the way of the newspaper is is gone. Uh, we can have it. We can have the latest and the greatest in seconds. And I think we should just acknowledge that. All the newspapers that I read, I can read right online for a few dollars with no uh, toxic ink or paper making process or, you know, if you want to think about that. Well, I think we have access to the latest. I'm not sure about the greatest. Um, you know, I don't... Well, if it's the latest, then it is the greatest. <laughs> Well, I, I don't think that's true. Um, I think that the minute-to-minute pace of news is Yeah, insane. it's exhausting. Yes, I agree. The once-a-day pace, there was, some, there was something healthy to that. 
Um, and I feel like whenever I talk about older media, I maybe sounds like I'm over romanticizing them, and I'm certainly not. Um, but uh, you know, newspapers had their problems just the same as any other mass medium, but we lose the merits in the mix. And I think the main merit is you know what's going on locally, and there's not a lot of great sources for that. There's, you know, websites like Nextdoor, but that just all turns into like mini Facebooks and people posting about yeah. oh, crime in the neighborhood. <clears throat> they're seeing they're seeing ghosts of, of crime and um, that all gets promoted to the top, and it's just more, you know, I was on Nextdoor for a little bit, but I was like, it's just more acrimony. You know, the other thing is that when you used to get a newspaper, you would read uh, the front page, you'd read the sports page, uh, but then you might pick it up later again at night mm -hmm. and read some opinion columns and see maybe another side to an issue that's important to you or... Mm. You know, that's just that sort of thing in that vein, that that uh, it, it was more educational. You know, here was a foreign correspondent talking about Afghanistan and his real life experience being there that you might not take the time to read on the Internet. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You know, so there was a richness to it, I think. But I don't even know if that exists anymore with with the. Uh, uh, staffing uh, and money, etc. Those those issues. So I don't I don't really know. All right. So that's all. So the internet. I hope it's uh, going down in flames. The intertown. The intertown. What maybe, did I say? Maybe uh, the inner down. You said um, which? <laughs> uh, maybe that's a little bit of commentary right there. Maybe. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, maybe you should start your own paper. No, nobody wants to hear what I have to say. Well, uh, boy, well, way to sell the podcast, Mom. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Nobody wants to see it in, in writing, I okay, guess. That's yeah, what I Good said. save. Yeah. Um, here's someone who does want uh, to hear what you have to say. Um, oh, yes. Let's hear. This is uh, from listener Rick H. And he writes, let me bring it up here. Dear Pop Mom, my wife made me get a foster dog who needs to poop three times a night. But now, <laughs> but now she makes me do all the late night visits to the yard. What do I do? Is this somebody we know? This, as it happens, yes. This is some. This is somebody I know. Yes. Okay. And you know. I, I know. I figured it right out. Yeah. Ooh, let's see. Foster. You know, uh, I read a lot about foster animals and i mm -hmm. don't know really what that means does it really mean that's here for a test drive or uh what does that mean really i think it can mean a test drive and i think there's also an angle on it and it's like and if you fall in love with this dog go ahead and keep her keep yeah right? no no charge yeah <laughs> i <laughs> <laughs> I think you got to switch off those nighttime things or maybe change when you feed the dog. Maybe that would, I mean, that seems like a lot of pooping. Well, let me, because I do know who this is, um, let me fill you in on some of the details. This dog is um, hard of hearing and <laughs> blind. Oh, uh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> maybe I can't tell time. 
Yeah, it doesn't know when it's nighttime. Yeah. Oh, that's cruel. That's cruel. Um, but yeah, uh, so it's this is an old dog. Um, this family already has a dog, a crazy, rambunctious poodle mix. <laughs> this is a little dog that basically does nothing, like lies around, eats, and poops, um, but also apparently makes Rick get up three <laughs> times a night. What about one of those indoor... Um... <laughs> I was going to say one of those little indoor pads, but then I'm like, how on earth are you going to train the blind and deaf dog to... <laughs> here, here's where you may poop. Yeah. No, over here. Right here. No, look where I'm pointing. <laughs> Follow the sound of my voice. Oh, this is terrible. Uh, <laughs> I want, do they have like a uh, laundry room? Um, a, no. Uh, no. No. Wow, I'm surprised that it's going. Does I mean, does it go out 12 times in the day? Yeah, does I know. It, it seems like so many. It does seem like a few too many. I, I think this dog needs a diet change. I do, really. Oh. I would I would ask the vet, geez, you know, my dog, although I really do think there's something about its senses being, you know, that's well, a problem. Wanted... Go ahead. That is a real problem for uh, blind people, seriously, mm-hmm. that, that they have their eyes closed all the time. And then when it's time to go to sleep, you know, something with oh. the brain. Yeah. So... Uh, but anyway, this is really about pooping. I really would talk to the to the vet. That seems like a lot of night pooping. Although, I'm going to also tell you, I had a friend whose dog started night pooping when it was near the end. Uh, yeah. Well, um, I think this dog is closer to the end than the beginning. Um... Boy, this was. Uh, thanks for starting this off on such a grim scenario, Rick. Um, <laughs> let's let's put Rick didn't give any of these details that I'm filling in. In fairness okay. to him, so let's put the blindness and deafness uh, aside, um, and just uh, let's look at it as like a marital. Like, let's say, okay, the dog poops three times a night, and the vet says, yeah, that's a okay. Maybe she's gonna go four or five times. She's golden. Yeah. So yeah. Rick's back in the same spot. How do you, you know, you say, I think you should alternate. Well, how are you going to navigate that? Uh, I think you flip a coin at the beginning of bedtime and either, you know, to see who goes first. And then whoever goes first, then the next person goes second. Okay. You know, it's a, like a little game. <laughs> yeah, very little. This is the kind of thing that Dad and I would turn into. If you get up with the dog, I'll unload the dishwasher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horse trading. Is that some what sort that's of called? some sort of horse trading needs to happen yes. here? I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think that's it. There uh, you go, you know. Rick. Get a horse. <laughs> that's, that's that's the last thing he needs. <laughs> So he'll probably have one before long. Uh, okay, so that's uh, advice from Pop Mom. If you want advice from Pop Mom, you know the email. It's, what the hell is it? It's popmom at ological.net. 
If you want great advice like Rick just got, then email us. that was good advice. It was good advice. Email us at popmom at ological.net, and uh, we may talk about uh, your uh, problem on the air. Now, before we get to our review, uh, if I mention the mailbag, I would like to um, just call it. You know, people have been sending us recommendations, and we can't get to them all. And I'll tell people, you know, this is my fault. Um I I don't really like to like if a series isn't like season three and there's a thousand episodes of it, mm. I don't love to review those shows because it takes me so much time as opposed to like today, Jay Leno, I only had to watch for 40 minutes, right? Bang that right out. Um, and if I don't watch enough episodes, as happened with Ted Lasso, people get after me. Like, I yes. think I can watch two episodes of pretty much any show and give you a substantial review. In fact, I know I yes. can, but not yes. everybody agrees with me. So that is sometimes a thorny thing. But also, we just can't get to all of the wonderful recommendations. I wanted to share some so maybe the listeners could at least benefit from the recommendation, mm. even, even if we don't end up reviewing the show, okay? Yeah. Um, yeah. Brandy N. writes in and says that we never reviewed Fleabag. I think we. Um, oh, that's, I think we did. That's true. That's true. I think we did that on the TV show, Ma. I think we did free bag uh, on the TV show. That was a wonderful series. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so uh, maybe you can dig that up on Amazon Prime. I'm not sure if the TV show, The AV Club, hosted by John Tatey, is still on there, but. Um, if it is, maybe you can dig up Mom's and my review of Fleabag. Uh, but in any I case, think we both I, loved it. We yeah. loved it. That's one of the best shows of the past decade. Absolutely. Um, so even if uh, you can't find the review, let me just give you the long story short right now. It's great. Um, thank you, Brandy Ann. Greg N writes in and says we should watch Hacks. <laughs> oh, perfect, Mom. Look, there's some hacking right there. You're already in the spirit. <laughs> Is it about taxi drivers? Oh, it's about comedians. Oh, oh, that sounds like a right up our alley. Yeah, we might do that one. Okay. Um, Katie writes in, Katie C, and she says, please review Rami. It's R-A-M-Y. It's a wonderful show about a Muslim family in New Jersey. That sounds interesting. Oh, that sounds good. I've heard a little bit about that. Um, this, is a, this is a good one, a little more obscure. This is from August. Uh, who writes in and rec uh, recommends Big Dreams, Small Spaces. And I'm just going to read a little bit of what August had to write about the show. It's a reality show in which Monty Don, Britain's favorite gardener, as the narrator frequently <laughs> reminds us, visits two households to advise and observe their uh, yeah, advise and observe their garden renovations. Whether you enjoy the show will probably depend on what you think of Monty himself. He has this avuncular demeanor and a very gentle way of telling people that their idea is bad. But hey, <laughs> this is your dream. Now, I have uh, I um, I have not seen Big Dreams, Small Spaces, but I have seen a different Monty Don show just about like the greatest gardens of Europe. And he, oh. he is a highly entertaining and personable um, TV host. So uh, Big Dream, Small Spaces, I am going to check it out. Maybe we'll do it here on the show. We'll talk about it, Mom. Okay. Um, she also mentions there's a similar premise but more drama to the series My Dream Farm, in which Monty advises and observes city folk <laughs> as they try their hands at professional oh. farming. Ooh, that one sounds good. <laughs> 
how to go broken. Yeah. Too easy I lessons. Mean, yeah. We've seen that in New Hampshire. There was a stretch in the 2000s when it felt like every house in, in our area, meaning in New Hampshire, where you are, was being bought by someone and there they put a sign outside that said like Kendall Farm or Smith <laughs> Family Farm because they had like a carrot patch out back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And two chickens. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Everybody was coming out to the sticks to uh, farm, but apparently this is about professional farming. Oh, Lord. Uh, mm. Both the series are on Amazon Prime, according to August. Great recommendation. Mm. Um, August also mentioned that Ted Lasso reminds them of Ned Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, going quickly, uh, Jill recommends Kevin can F himself. Mm. Uh, Literally. Know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And those are the recommendations. Thanks, everybody oh, who wrote some in. Good ones. Yeah. yeah. We may do Mike. one or more of those shows on, on the podcast. Great. But for now, we're doing a different show. You Bet Your Life with Jay Leno. Shall we talk about it, Mom? <clears throat> yeah. We have three minutes left. <laughs> you Bet Your Life is one of television's oldest formats and seemingly one of the hardest to revive. Premiering in 1947 on ABC Radio and hosted by Groucho Marx, You Bet Your Life was a simple quiz show where the quiz merely provided a frame for Groucho's hilarious conversations with contestants on the show. You Bet Your Life jumped to the young medium of television in 1950 and remained on the air until 1961. That decade-long run has made You Bet Your Life an attractive candidate for revivals. But in the half-century since Groucho's version ended, nobody has been able to make it work. Buddy Hackett tried in 1980. Oh, God, really? Yep. Bill Cosby. That's all right. Bill Cosby in 1992. Oof. Neither of these versions lasted <laughs> even a year. Now Jay Leno is making his attempt with longtime Tonight Show band leader Kevin Eubanks as his co-host. Here's a clip. Now, Kevin has shared the secret word. If he says at any time, you'll split $500. That is yours to keep, okay? okay? (laughs) Now, I'm going to ask you five questions of increasing dollar value. The last question is double or nothing. There's $5,000 up for grabs. Let's get started, okay? All right. We've randomly selected today's category. You'll be playing a frisbee. No, no. You'll be playing (laughs) blonde moments. These are questions about blondes. Well, if there are two people that don't represent blondes here today, I couldn't think of better ambassadors. Question one, for $250, what iconic country singer said, I'm not offended by all the dumb blonde jokes because I know I'm not dumb. I also know that I'm not blonde. Oh, I was a Dolly I think, Parton? I think it must be. Wait, 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 let's uh, you Bet Your Life with Jay Leno airs in first-run syndication across the country. Consult your local listings. Mom, when it comes to this bet, are you doubling down or cashing <laughs> out? I'm cashing out. Cashing out fast. Oh, poor Jay. Oh, come on. This show is awful is it it's awful well you've seen you've seen it oh it's so it's terrible why he has to have a sidekick i don't know it's so that two people can be embarrassed at the same time because he surely i mean really would you want to be remembered for this it's awful (laughs) it's awful and all kevin eubanks says is our first contestant she collects salt pepper shakers and, you know, oh, oh, this is the saddest, saddest. I don't recommend anybody even try this show. 
It's depressing and sad how far Jay Leno has fallen. Oh, jeez. This is a very thinly disguised half-hour commercial for selling cars. <laughs> what, because it's sponsored by the car website? I forget which one it is. <clears throat> yeah, cars. Uh, I didn't even write that down. Isn't that funny? Okay. Oh, 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 oh. It's, it, it's, oh. What did you think? I didn't think it was awful, so awful as all that. Oh, it is. Trust me. It's it's even worse. It's even well, worse than I you think. I watched it. I, I watched it. So, um, I mean. Here's the, here's the formula. Here's the formula. Jay starts off with uh, four minutes of some kind of crappy jokes. Mm -hmm. Then they, oh, car gurus. That's who it is. I, I, I don't even want you to leave that in. I don't want them to have a have a commercial. All right. I'll edit the podcast. Continue. And then they Jay gives a secret word. Yep. They bring the people out. They chit chat. The questions are multiple choice. Some of them. Uh, yeah. Some of them. Yeah. My guinea pigs could answer them. Then Jay air quotes. Gives away the secret word to the contestants. I thought that the was cute. Oh, uh, Groucho would never have done that. Well, <clears throat> nobody's going to be Groucho, right? Now, I'm not telling everybody this is a great show. Set your DVRs. Um, but nobody is going to be Groucho, who is, to me, one of the funniest Americans who has ever lived. And... Um, that You Bet Your Life show, and you can find reruns on YouTube, and sometimes they still show it on TV. Um, it's yeah. that durable. But his ability to ad-lib, and in all fairness, Boy. all the Cracker Jack jokes that he had written in advance teed up for his interviews with these contestants, who were often oddballs, right? Or just, yeah. you know, regular-ish people. But very regular, maybe they had yeah. a special, t special talent, or maybe they were just a little peculiar, and they got on the show that way. But Groucho would interact with them, and it just, it's it's so funny. Um, his, um, you know, ultra dry, um, somewhat cynical demeanor um, yeah. up against just your average salt of the earth Americans uh, was a magical formula. And well, it was in the head. <clears throat> no, you got everybody. Everybody didn't have to be a star. Groucho yeah, was the star, right. and yet the people they weren't disrespected. You no. know, he wasn't, it was a, it was a nice mix, but now everybody that comes on a game show, well, not this, this not game this show, one. Yeah. but, uh, has to be a star. Yeah. Well, that's true. I mean, you watch like the primetime match game or whatever. We've reviewed a number of those primetime shows yeah. and as good as the shows may be, the contestants are all a little extra. Um, right. That's not the case on this show. I like how laid back the show is. I like the little joke segment at the beginning where he's, uh, they had this um, like fake Alexa the other day and Jay Leno gets out this um, quote unquote smart speaker that's been mocked up. And like, when I say mocked up, I mean like they put a piece of black felt around a box and sloppily pasted some, like some fa a fake brand name on it. Um, but I liked the chintziness of it and the fact that he was just joking around with um, Kevin. I never really liked Jay Leno's Tonight Show, always a Letterman guy. Um, that said, 
I don't know. I I did find myself charmed by Jay Leno shooting the shit with these contestants, and I wished there was even less game and less um, less silly, inane questions uh, than there were, because I just wanted to see him chatting with people. So you would like him to go back to the Tonight Show now that it's convenient for you that David Letterman's <laughs> gone now? <laughs> well, I like seeing him just talk with... Yes, with Kevin, but also with regular people. I never need to see Jay Leno interviewing celebrities, but I do think he has, um, I, I don't know, I find him quite affable talking to regular folks, you know, making fun of him a little bit, but also making fun of himself. I don't know. I just, I mildly enjoy the show, and I think that it's a show designed to be mildly enjoyed. All right, mildly. Let me just write that in big capital letters. <laughs> mildly. And then I have to just say this also. The prizes are just crappy. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? Well, if I'm going to go on TV, I want to come away with more than a, a token $500 that was essentially <laughs> handed to me because he asked me uh, how many members I had in my family and who, and a sister happened to be one of them. If that was the secret word, I, I just need a little more... I need a little more meat in my soup. All right. So for people who have no idea what Mom's talking about, part of the You Bet Your Life, the very thin You Bet Your Life quiz format is that there's a secret word. And if someone says the secret word, they win $100. It's $500 now. Um, and uh, it used to be hardly anyone would ever say the secret word. Right. Uh, right. Um, but now, yeah, it like the secret word was sunburn on one um episode I saw. And so Jay asked a contestant who um, played Ultimate Frisbee, hey, you ever have any problems there on the beach if you're out all day? And the guy <laughs> says, oh, you mean like a sunburn? And hooray, they went 500 bucks. Now, I yeah. think that's cute. And I think that they shouldn't take the game so seriously. All right. And chintzy prizes, they can win uh, $5,000 to split between themselves. It's not so bad. Yeah, if they get all the questions. I haven't seen anybody do that. Have you? I did. Yeah, I did see someone do that. Oh. I think I think the episode you saw is the last one on my TiVo, and I I really think my TiVo, if it could talk, would ask me to stop <laughs> recording it. But Mr. TiVo can't talk, so he's he's stuck. <laughs> All right. Well, I hated this show. Okay. I I hated this show. Only the only show I hate worse is the one that comes before it on my television, which is Twenty Five Words with. Meredith Vieira. Oh, yeah. Which, you don't care for that oh, one? Oh, my God. That's awful. <laughs> What's your grade for You Bet Your Life with Jay Leno, Mom? Uh, I'm sorry, Johnny. I'm going to have to give it an F. It an really F. Okay. An F for You Bet Your Life with Jay Leno. N nobody's shocked by that one, I don't think. Mom, do you have a recommendation this week? I do. <clears throat> this is a very uh, relaxing book, a fun book. It'll make you giggle a little bit. It's called Olive, Mabel, and Me. This was uh, two labs that appeared on something like Twitter or something, especially during the uh, height of our pandemic, Two Dogs and Their Adventures. It's uh, written by Andrew Cotter, and I enjoyed this a lot. It, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of a snuggle up in bed and read this kind of book. Okay. That's Olive, Mabel, and Me by Andrew Cotter. Check your local library or bookstore.
Did I say they were dogs? Life and Adventures with two very good dogs. Oh, okay. That changes the picture a little bit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, are, there there any other, of, are there any other I crucial... Gotta, I have a lot of notes. It's uh, funny you say that because there's a dog barking outside the uh, studio here. Uh, man, Remember when you called the police on a dog in New York? <laughs> I never called the police on a dog. You wrote no. a letter? You did something. No, we lived in an apartment building, and I told the management this dog is barking all the time. That's a pretty standard thing to do, but I never called the police on a dog. All right. My memory didn't serve me well that time. No, no. Uh, all right, that'll do it, right? Wow, that's all for this week's edition of Pop Mom. <laughs> Whew, we covered a lot this week. Mom and I will. Mom and I will be back next week to talk about more <clears throat> pop culture. Uh, what should we talk about, Mom? Something interesting. Something interesting. You'll want to tune in for that. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends. We'd love to get email. It's popmom at ological.net. Talk to us about anything. We love you. Mom and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now, Mom. Bye, Johnny. I love you. Love you too.